Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Jerusalem where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Monday, the 27th of December or the 23rd of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. The parasha this week is called Va'era and that means I appeared. And the portion from the Torah is today Exodus or Shemot, chapter 6, verses 14 through 28. Please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. These are the heads of their father's houses, the sons of Reuven, the firstborn of Israel, Hanoch and Palu, Chesron and Carmi, these are the families of Reuven, the sons of Shimeon, Yemuel and Yamin, and Ohad and Yachin and Zohar, and Shaul the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the families of Shimon. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gershon and Kohat and Merari, and the years of the life of Levi were 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Livni and Shimei, according to their families. The sons of Kohat, Amram and Israr, and Hebron and Uziel. And the years of the life of Kohat were 133 years. The sons of Merari, Machli and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their generations. Amram took Yocheved, his father's sister, to himself as wife, and she bore him Aharon and Moshe. The years of the life of Amram were 197 years. The sons of Itzhar, Korah, and Nefeg, and Tzichri. The sons of Uziel, Mishael, and Elzaphan, and Sitri. Aaron took Elisheva, the daughter of Aminadav, the sister of Nachshon, as his wife, and she bore him Nadav and Avihu, Eleazar and Itamar. The sons of Korah, Asir and Elkanah, and Naviasaf, these are the families of the Korahites. Eleazar, Aaron's son, took one of the daughters of Putiel as his wife, and she bore him Finchas. These are the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites, according to their families. These are the Aharon and Moshe, to whom the Lord said, Bring out the sons of Israel from the land of Mitzrayim, according to their armies. These are those who spoke to Pharaoh, Paro, king of Mitzrayim, to bring out the sons of Israel from Mitzrayim. These are that Moshe and Aaron. On the day when the Lord spoke to Moshe in the land of Mitzrayim, the Lord said to Moshe, I am the Lord. 
Tell Paro, king of Mitzrayim, all that I tell you. That was Exodus or Shemot 6, 14 through 28. Now our portion from the prophets is 2 Samuel chapter 11. It happened at the return of the year, at the time when kings go out, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David stayed at Jerusalem. And it came to pass at evening, when David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, that from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to look at. And David sent and inquired after the woman. One said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, Uriah the Hittite's wife? David sent messengers and took her, and she came into him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David, and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked him how Joab did, and how the people fared, and how the war prospered. David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Uriah departed out of the king's house, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and did not go down to his house. When they had told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Have you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark, Israel, and Yehuda are staying in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camped in the open field. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will do no such thing. David, David said to Uriah, Stay here today also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next day. When David had called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. At evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, but did not go down to his house. In the morning David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. He wrote in the letter saying, Send Uriah to the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him that he may be struck and die. When Joab kept watch on the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew the valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab. Some of the people fell, even of David's servants, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and he commanded the messenger, saying, When you have finished telling all the things concerning the war to the king, it shall be that if the king's wrath arise and he asks you, Why did you go so near to the city to fight? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall? 
Who struck Avimelech, the son of Jerobesheth? Did not a woman cast an upper millstone on him from the wall, so that he died at Thebes? Why did you go so near the wall? Then you shall say, Your servant, Uriah the Hittite, is also dead. So the messenger went and came, and showed David all that Joab had sent him for. The messenger said to David, The men prevailed against us and came out to us into the field, and we were on them even to the entrance of the gate. The shooters shot at your servants from off the wall, and some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. Then David said to the messenger, Tell Joab, Do not let this thing displease you, for the sword devours one as well as another. Make your battle stronger against the city and overthrow it. Encourage him. When Uriah's wife heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. When the morning was past, David sent and took her home to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David has done was evil in the eyes of the Lord. That was Second Shmuel chapter 11. And now we have our portion from the writings, which is Psalm 78. A Marshil by Asaf. Hear my teaching, my people. Turn your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous deeds that he has done. He established a covenant in Yaakov, and appointed Torah in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children who should be born, who should arise and tell their children, that they might set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his mitzvot, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not make their hearts loyal, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his Torah. They forgot his doings, his wondrous deeds that he had shown them, he did marvelous things in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Mitzrayim, in the field of Zoan. He split the sea and caused them to pass through. He made the waters stand as a heap. In the daytime he also led them with a cloud, and all night with the light of fire. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as out of the depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Yet they still went on to sin against him, to rebel against Elion in the desert. 
they tempted God in their heart by asking food according to their desire. Yes, they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Will he provide meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and was angry. A fire was kindled against Jacob. Anger also went up against Israel, because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna on them to eat and gave them food from the sky. Man ate the bread of angels. He sent them food to the full. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens. By his power he guided the south wind. He rained meat on them as the dust, winged birds as the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the middle of their camp, around their habitations. So they ate and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They did not turn from their cravings. Their food was yet in their mouths when the anger of God went up against them, killed some of their fattest, and struck down the young men of Israel. For all this they still sinned and did not believe in his wondrous works. Therefore he consumed their days in vanity and their years in terror. When he killed them, then they inquired after him. They returned and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, El Elyon, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouth and lied to him with their tongue, for their heart was not right with him, neither were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being merciful, forgave iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many times he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and does not come again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They turned again and tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his hand nor the day when he redeemed them from the adversary, how he set his signs in Mitzrayim, his wonders in the field of Zoan. He turned their rivers into blood and their streams so that they could not drink. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase to the caterpillar and their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail, their sycamore fig trees with frost. He gave over their livestock also to the hail, and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He threw on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble, and a band of messengers of evil. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence and struck all the firstborn in Mitzrayim, the firstfruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. But he led out his own people like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them safely, so that they were not afraid. 
but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to the border of his sanctuary, to this mountain which his right hand had taken. He also drove out the nations before them, allotted them for an inheritance by line, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in tents. Yet they tempted and rebelled against El Elyon, and did not keep his testimonies, but turned back, and dealt treacherously like their fathers. They were twisted like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their engraved images. When God heard this, he was angry, and greatly abhorred Israel so that he abandoned the tent of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity, his glory into the adversary's hand. He also gave his people over to the sword, and was angry with his inheritance. Fire devoured their young men, and their virgins had no wedding song. Their kwanim fell by the sword, and their widows could not weep. Then the Lord awakened as one out of sleep, like a mighty man who shouts by reason of wine. He struck his adversaries backward. He put them to, per to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he rejected the tent of Yosef and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Yehuda, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he has established forever. He also chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes that had their young, he brought him to be the shepherd of Yaakov, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he was their shepherd according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. That was Psalm, or Telim, 78. And now we have arrived at our final portion, which is the Britadasha, the New Testament, or the Apostolic Writings. Today we will read Luke chapter 7, verses 24 through 50. When Yohanan's messengers had departed, he began to tell the multitudes about Yohanan. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are gorgeously dressed and live delicately are in king's courts. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and one who is more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I tell you, among those who are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than Yohanan the Immerser. Yet he who is the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And when all the people and the tax collectors heard this, they declared God to be just, having been immersed with Yohanan's immersion. But the Pharisees and the Torah scholars rejected the counsel of God 
not being immersed by him themselves. To what then should I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned, and you did not weep. For Yohanan the Immerser came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. He entered into Pharisee's house and sat at the table. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that he was reclining in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. Standing behind at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and she wiped them with the hair of her head, kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, This man, if he were a prophet, would have perceived who and what kind of woman this is who touches him, that she is a sinner. And Yeshua answered him, Shimon, I have something to tell you. And he said, Rabbi, say on. A certain lender had two debtors. The one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he forgave them both. Which of them therefore will love him most? Shimon answered and said, He, I suppose, to whom he forgave the most. And he said to him, You have judged correctly. Then turning to the woman, he said to Shimon, Do you see this woman? I entered into your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But one to whom little is forgiven loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in shalom. That was Luke 7, 24 through 50. If you are reading through the Apostolic Scriptures twice this cycle, you will also read Galatians chapter 6 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you will be blessed by the word you have heard today and that it will encourage you and stay with you as you go about your day. Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.